I'm a producer, I'm an entrepreneur, and I have access to the industry here so I can have the production company and that way I can provide work and opportunities to people. Hi, and welcome to Best in Fest. I'm Leslie Lepage. I'm the director of the La Femme International Film Festival, and this is a podcast for everyone who wants to learn about making content for television, uh, streaming platforms, anything and everything revolving around entertainment. And today I have Lorette Rosenzweig Topaz, uh, the founder and executive producer for Nico Productions on the show today. She is extremely experienced in live action animation uh she has for the last 12 years really led a nico productions which specializes in 2d and 3d animation into taking projects from ip development to all the way through post-production she has um adapted in her uh pipeline uh projects from ip as well as uh taking on uh original content it's an LA-based company, and they provide animation, live-action, IP development services to clients around the world. And she has worked with Sega, Marvel, and Harry Potter, just to mention a few. Welcome, Lorette. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay, this is a super, super, super quick, easy question. How on earth... Did entertainment suck you in? You know, it's like the mafia, right? It just kind of sucks you in and then you can't get out. So what was your pivotal aha moment where you decided that this is what you wanted to do with your life? Do you want the long answer? <laughs> I, don't want, I want the long answer. I want to know. So uh, when I was six years old, basically, um, when I was six years old, I decided three things, which I don't even know how I was aware of those things at, at, at that time. Um, I decided that I'm going uh, for a talent show. I was a singer actress when I was younger, um, that I will go to the talent, a talent show that was the biggest talent show back then, back home, um, that I'll go to the best art school, uh, in, um, art school in terms of like um, theater, uh, in the country, and that I'm going to sing um, at the army. We did army um, back home, and I did I did it all. Um, I just one by one I decided, and I went through through that. Um, and then um, when I was at the army, I didn't end up being a singer. It's a long story, but um, I became a producer. Um, and then, I mean, I, I, I remember that one day I went to the, to the, um, uh, to, to try to go into be a, being a singer and because of a, of a, a date and some technical issues, I couldn't, but I saw someone standing on the side and I was like, what do you do? And she told me that I'm a, I'm a producer. And I was like, okay, good. So then I, I decided I'm going to be a producer. I went to be a, a producer and then um, they did a tour for, for us as a part of, uh, of, of, of the produce, producing team uh, uh, in the group. And we went to the biggest studio for TV shows and it's what, it, it was an empty studio and we went around and I was looking at it and I'm like, huh, 
I want to work here. I want to be a producer on a TV show here. That happened on June. October, I started working on the biggest show back home these days. It was like somewhat like Saturday Night Live combined with a uh, uh, something like that. And it was filmed in this studio. Um, and since then, I was just producing. I produced a lot, uh, a lot of live action uh, shows and, and, and feature and commercials and, and, and whatnot. And, and when I was 24 years old, I remember where exactly I sat. Um, and I said to myself, I'm going to have a production company of my own before I will be 30 years old. And then um, I founded Neko and my animation school. I have an animation school as well um, when I was 28. I want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to talk about that. I, I want to talk about, let, let's actually talk about that first. Where, what led you to, to, to form an animation school and, and the animation school how did you, what were you starting them off with? Okay. So basically I started animation school. Um, it goes back to my husband, my husband, or oddly enough, um, when he was six years old, weird, uh, he decided he's going to be an animator and animator in the States. Um, and when, uh, when we started dating, he told me that after um, a few years, he's moving to the States, he's going to be an animator and so on. And he flew to Florida to, uh, to go to study at Ringling and I stayed back home. So we had four years apart, um, like long distance relationship and to move to a different country, it's different mentality, different language. It was very expensive and not every couple, couple will hold for four years. And it, it was a big thing. So when he graduated and we moved to the States, we figured um that so we want to bring the opportunities back so basically to provide the option for students originally back home in hebrew to be able to study animation in the top animation and design and so on the tops level basically to be taught online it was before it was 12 years ago so online schooling wasn't that for animation at that, yeah, at that animation, that time, that wasn't even there. Right. Um, for the teachers to be from Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, you know, like very qualified uh, teachers to teach in Hebrew and in the local currency to provide opportunities for people back home that they won't do this move like we did. After that, we already, uh, I opened a branch uh, in, in Spanish for South America since then as well. But it, it became from the wish to provide opportunities, equal opportunities for everyone, no matter where you're at physically, no matter how rich you are and without a language barrier. Um, so that's where it started. Um, at the beginning, the first semester we had, it was 3D class. Um, with only six students, all of them, or they knew us, or they knew someone that knew us. Uh, my, my, my husband um, um, was uh, the teacher of this one. My, my husband is an, um, uh, an, a supervisor and animator and the director at, at DreamWorks. Um, so that was the first class. Uh, and since then, we have 
3D, 2D, design, concept art, um, many uh, different classes. Um, and you're expanding because it was so successful that um, you've got it in two countries now. Are you planning on opening that up to other countries as this kind of grows and the animation expands in the ease of, um, you know, teaching it online since more people are now used to it since the pandemic. Yeah, um, I do. I have plans of expanding to different languages. Um, I won't tell which ones just yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I even at the studio, going back to Neko, um, even at Neko that I, that I founded 12 years ago as well, um, the way I established the studio was that the headquarter is here in LA, but I have artists all over the world. I'm not outsourcing to anyone. They work for us. But it, again, it doesn't matter where you're at. You can be in a small town in Italy or, you know, no matter where, as long as you are very talented and trustworthy, which is very important, um, you can have an opportunity to to work in the industry. So connecting it to the school, I have a lot of former students that I hired at NECO. You know, so it's like a full pipeline providing opportunities and it's a win-win situation for everyone. Yes, of course, of course. Well, let's let's talk about NECO. So 12 years ago, you took the step into kind of creating this idea of the pipeline, right? Taking from the school and, and utilizing the talented artists that you were putting through your training. Not only. No, yeah, not only. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and reaching out and finding other talented artists that, you know, worldwide. So how have you found that animation really has changed in the last, you know, decade, decade and a half? Uh, the technology has gotten exponentially easier to manipulate online, uh, which it was harder, um, especially I, when I was at Disney, it was, you know, everyone was under lock and key and we were under big metal doors and you had to have passcodes and secret handshakes to get in. It was crazy. But, you know, it's now since developed into, you know, a world um, medium that crosses over many languages um, because the voices can be dubbed in. So how does your how did how did this kernel start in your head that you wanted to create this production company and what kind of content are you creating that's under your passion, under your guidance? So the idea came from first, uh, I founded the school. And then I figured that I'm a producer, I'm an entrepreneur, and, and, and I can basically, I have access to the industry here, so I can have the production company and that way I can provide work and opportunities to people that that's basically how everything started um with the studio um and more than that be, being foreigner um the option for me to work with people diverse people um and again have the same opportunity for everyone no matter where from where they're from really uh stand out uh to me um so that's basically uh the way and 
few more things that I thought about while doing so is that um, I know that a lot of companies in the States, they do the pre-production here and then they outsource to other companies overseas. And I figured that I'm here physically. I have my team um, that I manage in with my team, of course. Um, but I know who I hire. I know they're trustworthy. I know the quality. So basically, I can provide the solution for the companies instead of going um, overseas and outsource it. And then to have time differences, mentality differences, language barriers, and a lot of um, problems on the way that I can solve it because I'm physically here speaking English, same mentality, same everything. And we are taking care of our team, of our global team, of our local team. So our clients, they don't need to care about all the logistics and, 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 and differences. And additionally to that, it, it allows us to lower costs. So basically I don't have, um, the overhead and I, I don't cost like an L, LA based necessarily. So I can give uh, better, better prices. Um, and we can work 24 seven because when in the States we're awake in the other side of the world, they're asleep and so on. Um, so, so many benefits um, and so many solutions for so many problems. Um, just, it just sparked and, and, and felt the right thing to do. And, and we were, um, we were ahead of time because um, like the school and the studio, the structure of the studio 12 years ago, it seemed a bit off or weird um to everyone and then when the covid hit suddenly it became like ah oh okay you were a maverick a maverick uh, uh, uh you know leading the way so what do you look for in the production company what is your sweet spot of ips when you pick them up or animation that you're focusing in on when it doesn't come necessarily in from a client the majority of the ips that we're working on are ips that we develop internally but um i think that first anything with heart and soul in it um that i feel that it's that the story is interesting um that it's appealing uh that it's a story worth telling and i'll tell you i think on top of everything it's just what connects to me and to my intuition that you know um, whatever I do, it doesn't matter if it's an IP or it's work service work, always my soul and my heart and my gut, everything is all in every time. Um, so as long as I have it connected, then I'm in. That's awesome that you lead with your heart. How does your pipeline, because you are, uh, working with, um, artists all over the world, how does your pipeline work? Um, in working in this online environment? Um, honestly, it's, 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 it's like working um, at the studio because everything is so open online. We have the production team. They work closely with uh, artists and the artists work with the supervisors. 
um, and 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 basically, if it's a project, if it's a service work, for example, it goes from the production to the artist to the supervisors to the artist to the production um, for the production and the supervisors to make sure that everything was done on time, on schedule, on quality, and whatnot. Um, and yeah, it's 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 all about communication. You know, you can sit with the same with a person at the office, the same office, and don't have good communication and you can be um so far away in different countries and to have great communication and available for everything and you know starting when you started like i went to cal arts and and there weren't a lot of women in the program when i was there um you're you're a maverick how do you feel women um past to present um, are now starting to really um, incorporate more into the animation world? Do you see a, a, a more growth of women coming into roles, power position roles? I've got to say, I've never felt, I, I know that usually people feel that there's a big difference between men and female and, and stuff. I've never felt that there's less room for me because I'm a woman or it's even an issue. Um, I am worth not less than any man. And that's exactly the way, you know, I, I, it's not, it's not a thing for me. I know that in general, in the industry, it's more, like it's more common to think these days to make sure that there is a balance and so on. Um, there are still not a not a lot. There's the majority are men as artists than than women, but I I don't I don't see it as a as an issue. I really think that if you're a woman and you're confident and you're good at what you do and whatever you bring to the table, you know. Hey, we can do way more things at the same time than men. Um, come on, be a mother and manage a house and manage a company, and you know. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Where do you what what worlds do you want to conquer that you haven't conquered? First of all, um, we're working now. We are launching um, a graphic novel series. Uh, called 101 Reasons Why, that in in less than five years, it's going to be one of the best graphic novels for kids out there. Mark, mark my word. Um, we're going to have a few shows that we... Uh, it, it's an in-house development and produced. Um... I want to um, keep on, first of all, um, whatever I feel in, in my gut that that's the right place, I will be there. Um, I you, you know what I do really, really want? I want to be at the position. I want to be at a position where I can, whatever I have... Uh, challenges or difficulties I want to be at the point where I can help others I'll, 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 and I'll explain for example when we develop IPs many times when you develop you need to 
based on a network or someone to buy. In general, I don't like to sit down and wait and depend on others. If I believe in something, I want to make it happen and I want to do it. Like with the graphic novel, I decided that it's going to be a graphic novel. It's going to succeed. So I, I didn't want to sit down and wait. I invested the money and, and the hard work, work with my team and so on. Um, and I want to be at the point where I can have, I can help out other companies, creators and whatnot that I believe in. And I know that they need the push and the funds to do that themselves and not to wait for someone to decide for them if it's an IP worth to tell. And, 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 and to, 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 to pass it on, I think that's the way you say, you know, um, yes, pass it forward, be a mentor. That is an additional for the school to be on different, many different languages and, and as the company do other stuff. What advice do you have for animators, uh, creators, uh, animation producers coming up the ranks you know maybe something you see that always needs to you know happen that may not be happening always be proactive don't ever wait for something to happen to you always always uh give it the 200 percent um always give the extra um do the extra mile um, try to, to, to learn all the time, learn, get better, know better, um, work from your core of passion. And if you believe in something, go for it. Don't look to the right or to the left. Many people will tell you so many different things. Believe in yourself. Um, for example, if you want to be a good animator, let's say you, 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 you finish school now and you have your reel, okay? And you're sending it for companies to, to, to see. Instead of sitting down and waiting for someone to reply, you have free time, sit down on the computer, keep on animating, create more visuals, always create. You'll get better and better and better and better. And, um, don't, yeah, just don't expect, don't expect for things to happen to you. Just make them happen. And I think that I keep, keep on telling myself, I never get a no as an answer. If the door is closed, I will open the window. If the window is closed, there's a chimney. And if the chimney, no, there's a, the mouse hole, right? I will get through there. I mean, there's always a way, um, go for it. Brilliant. What do you want to see on your tombstone? I would say a daughter, a wife, a mother, and a good person. Brilliant. Thank you so much for uh, coming on Best in Fest. Uh, you've been listening uh, to my wonderful uh, guest, Lorette Rosen Swig Topaz, uh, founder and executive producer for. NACO Productions, um, creating art, 
handling animation productions and giving a step forward to all the animators that are under her um, wings, so to speak. Thank you so much for coming on Best in Fest. For all those that want to listen to the podcast, you can do so on any of the podcast platforms. So you want to see the video content, you can do so on the La Femme uh, YouTube channel. Stay tuned because we have more wonderful guests coming up. Thank you, Lorette.